Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Engaged and Divorced. Where I wear the rings. I'm trying to figure out these damn things. So many things to figure out. Aren't there, there are a lot of things to figure out. <laughs> you know what one of the biggest things to figure out is? Do people call each other boyfriend and girlfriend anymore? I don't know. Like, when you're dating, do you go... Probably. Do you want to be my girlfriend or do you want to be my boyfriend? Probably. Is that a thing people do? I asked a Facebook group I'm in just out of curiosity and a lot of people are like, no, that's so juvenile. You don't ask people if they're your boyfriend when you're in your 30s. What do you say? Partner? You just say we're in an exclusive relationship. But still, like, you don't ask? I don't you feel just like say that's... we're in a relationship No, now. I mean, like, you ask, like, are we in an exclusive relationship? And if the other person says yes, then you're in an exclusive relationship. Oh. But I think you could be in an exclusive relationship without actually being boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. Dating's confusing. That's why I'm trying to figure out these damn things, you guys. I don't understand these damn things either. (laughs) (laughs) It's been too long since you've been in the dating world. Oh, it's been a while. (laughs) It's crazy out there. But how's it going? It's going good. Good, good. Update from last week. Still going strong. Okay, good. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no no tea no drama no no tea i don't really want to share stuff that's fair you know you don't get to know guys <laughs> not yet scram just kidding <laughs> don't actually stay here <laughs> stay here uh today i'm going to be talking about what it's like to date as a plus size woman and um what it's been like finding my sexuality again after being raised in purity culture mm-hmm. so family that's watching this don't watch this anymore. I'm just kidding. Watch at your it's own funny. risk. We have a lot of family members that watch the podcast and talk about it. So um, just a little warning there. <laughs> I'm not going to talk too much about it, though, because honestly, I kind of feel like I'm very um, I'm like old fashioned in that sense. I feel like my sex life is something I really want to be like private about. Yeah. Maybe a lot of people are like that. But I do listen to one podcast. Shout out to Swipe Fat. It's a whole podcast about like dating in a plus size body and they go into detail about their sex lives and I'm living for it because mm. I love to hear like other people's stories. Yeah. I just, I feel like I'm kind of like a prude in that area. I listen to a few where they go into, into detail too and they like answer people's questions about sex and all that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's different when you're like dating multiple people or like you're like in the dating world to give those details because then people are like more shocked about what's going on you know what I mean like like, if I'm like if I start talking about mine it's like you're married it doesn't matter you know what I mean like nobody cares (laughs) that's true so that's very very true yeah because when I was married we actually did a few videos on my channel about like what it's like having sex after kids and stuff um and I didn't mind answering those questions but I think it's also just you know deconstructing and like coming Mm -hmm. out of that whole thing which we've done videos on if you're curious um but this is like the first time that i'm dating and meeting men who um aren't christian for the most part yeah and i think it's different when you're dating with as a christian it's like the intention to marry and usually as quickly as possible oh my god (laughs) and so like when you're not dating a christian it's it's a different layout one of my christian friends who i don't really talk to that often but she's really sweet but anyway she met her husband at like they just got married a couple months ago she met him a year ago yesterday and then yesterday she found out she was pregnant so all of that happened in one year 
I was like, how do you even know? Like, what? Okay, anyway, that's just an example <laughs> of how wild it gets. Well, that was our parents, too. Yeah. Except they were in within, like, seven months. They were pregnant. Yeah. Dating. Right. There's just a little <laughs> shuffled. <laughs> shuffled of a timeline, but. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy to me. So I think maybe one day we'll do, like, a sex drinking episode. Maybe. If it comes to maybe it. Maybe if I get to that point when I'm able to, like, come out of my <laughs> shell a little just bit put more put some alcohol in you and you'll do it. I don't know. It's, like, the one thing <laughs> that I'm still, like, eh, about. <laughs> I don't... I feel like I wouldn't mind giving women, like, sex tips. Right. Like, bedroom sex tips or whatever, especially in a plus-size body, because... Mm-hmm. it's not the same as if you're in a thin body mm-hmm. like you're limited kind of with the things that you can do and like some positions are better than others mm-hmm. so maybe i'll end up doing like a youtube video like that one day yeah there but you go then you don't then have I, to yeah then i don't have personal... to like necessarily share my right <laughs> my stuff i can make the focus on everyone else yeah that might okay, make cool, me cool, feel cool. more comfortable with it so i'm sorry that like you can't really be a part of this conversation you can chime in I'll, I always feel bad when it's like a topic that's just it'll probably me. be like ranting about body standards and that kind of thing. Yeah. A few times. Which we'll get into. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure we'll have discussion on that. So mm-hmm. for now, you can just answer those questions and I'll chime in if I can. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, While I'm bringing these questions up, why don't you tell everybody the movie you saw yesterday and, oh, and why you love it? I cannot stop talking about it. Well, first of all. I've seen two really good movies recently. If you are a horror fan, go watch Pearl and then, yeah. Anyway, but the one of the best movies I've seen this year is Don't Worry, Darling. And I know there's controversy because of the drama that happened, um, which I still don't fully understand. But Harry Styles is in it, so I was like, I'm going to watch it for him. <laughs> that, is this his first movie? He was in Dunkirk, but he wasn't okay. like a main character. I love um, Harry Styles. Oh my God, he did really good. But... I don't really like his character, obviously. But anyway, go watch the movie. It is full of suspense. It is full of twists and turns. It's one of those where you watch the trailer and it's nothing like the trailer. Like, it is really so much better. And I'm really glad about that. Like, you don't know kind of what's going on until, like, the end. Um, but it's just, it's really good. Do you think I would like it? You would love it. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of Promising Young Woman, if anyone's ever seen that. It's, like, different. Mm. But... A lot of those, like, twists happen. Um, It's very much, like, at the end, you, like, you're cheering for the woman and all of that. So, I don't know. I highly recommend, though. It was much better than I thought it'd be because it didn't get very good ratings. So, Mm. but it was really good. So, Mm. go watch it. And to piggyback off of movies, because I never, I never watch movies. So if I watch a movie and I talk about it, it means something. You watched a movie? Last <laughs> night, kidding. mom and I watched the new um, Tyler Perry movie. It's called A Jazz Man Blues on Netflix. Was it good? Oh my gosh. Heart wrenching. Really? Just, oh, you have to watch it. Okay. It t- it's a lot. It takes place in like the 40s in the South. Mm. And it's from like a from a black family's perspective essentially okay um and it's really good but it's it's hard it's really hard to watch but oh yeah i'll have to check it out oh yeah movies really affect me like today i woke up all sad for watching that movie i was just like my god <laughs> but really important to educate ourselves at the same time so yeah that's why i like true crime i don't like the romanticizing I'm not a fan of that but i like educating and learning so yeah Dahmer is pretty good mm-hmm um okay yeah anyway all right 
Let's get to the questions. Not a lot of you asked a lot of questions, but that's okay. Um, you probably were like, I don't even know what to ask in this scenario. Um, or maybe you're just not in the dating world yourself and you're happily married or something and you're just here for curiosity of what it's like. Um, I always felt very curious about it myself. Like while I was still married, I would think about it. Like, what if I were to date again? What would that be like? Mm -hmm. Because based off of the comments that I get on my social media profiles, I thought that all men hated a body like mine. Mm. And that couldn't be further from the truth. It's really been the opposite experience for me, which has been like surprising. That's really good. And, and also positive. Yeah. yeah. And has made me realize that actually not everything is about our bodies. Um, like the least interesting thing about us is our bodies. Right. But some people make it to be everything. And you'll always get those guys on the apps and stuff that are, yeah. that just like, we'll literally see on the app, like, I don't want any fat girls, so don't message me. <laughs> I think we read a few when we were doing yeah. the first drinking game. We have, for sure. <laughs> so, I mean, like, obviously, those kinds of men are still out there, or women, if that's your jam, or non-binary. Those people are still out there that are going to prefer, prefer, like, a smaller body. Um, but in my case, like most of the time it's not a problem and they don't even really talk about my body. It's not really like a focal point. That's good. They shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had, I don't think it's on here. Um, Oh wait. Yeah, no, it is. Um, was being plus size something you had to address on your bio or while talking to them to me, it's like if I have enough pictures that clearly show that I'm plus size, I don't need to put that in my profile. Yeah. And here's the other thing is I feel like putting the words plus size in your profile or even fat, it like throws men off because they're not used to women like describing themselves that way. Right. And I think it like scares them almost is from my knowledge. But if you put curvy, that like is such a really wide that's like definition. A sexy term. <laughs> yeah. It's like Kim Kardashian. Like that's what people think of when they think of curvy. Like I'm not curvy and plus size you know there's a big difference because most curvy girls still have like a flat stomach right and like, Just like perfectly proportioned bodies um yeah so i don't know i kind of like i kind of experimented a little bit with the wording i used in my profiles and i did do curvy for a while and that's when i used the word curvy that's when like the creepers came over mm. and they just wanted me to have sex with me essentially they're like mm, curvy girl Let's yeah do it. and there is this undeniable um what's the word stereotype that some plus size women are easy like we don't get enough requests from men so therefore mm. we're really easy to get into the bedroom which is really laughable because it's like if you could see my DMs, you would see that's not the case at all. Like, <laughs> like we get just as many um, men, you know, trying to get into our DMs as, as straight size people do. And that's, that's really the thing too is, and I, I think like there needs to be more men sharing their perspective of their preferences mm -hmm. because oftentimes men will just date or sleep with a curvier plus size woman just to like say they did, but to actually like 
have them in a serious relationship with that person, that's a different story because then their friends have to meet the person. And then obviously there's like a lot of toxic masculinity in this Mm. world and misogyny. And so like they have to take the shit their friends give them like you're dating a fat girl. I like to think that people aren't like that anymore, but I'm sure they are. (laughs) I like to think that too, but it's definitely not the case. case. Yeah. I would say like, if you, obviously if you have like good people as your family and friends, Mm -hmm. that's not going to happen. Right. But I think no matter what scenario you're in, there's always going to be at least one family member or one friend that's going to say something about your weight. Mm -hmm. Like even when I was married, there were people connected to my marriage that would comment on my weight and things. So, so like, it's, I feel like it's always going to happen in, to some capacity. Um, although it sounds like it hasn't happened to you. No. I so that's awesome. Many experiences. Your mother-in-law's the best. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, uh, she watches my YouTube videos and she's like, the other day when I was wearing the outfit, she's like, Walmart, right? I saw your try on or, or whatever it was that I was wearing. I can't even remember. But she knew because she saw the video. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's probably an insecurity of mine that I didn't realize until recently. Is like, once I do get into a serious relationship with somebody, what is their family and friends going to say about my body? Yeah, which is their issue. But yeah, it's totally their issue. Mm -hmm. But it's something that's kind of on the back of my mind, and I think that's normal to feel that way. Um, although I don't, like I said, I don't make it a personality trait. It's not like mm-hmm. I go around being like, I mean, I kind of do. I have a whole Instagram <laughs> that's kind of like body positivity, but if I had to describe myself like I do on my dating profile, I would not include I'm plus size. Well, nobody writes like skinny. <laughs> like, do they? Like, I don't think anyone like sometimes or they'll write like athletic, athletic or yeah. something. That's different though. That means you like lift weights, but like. Nobody, yeah i don't know if people just like talk about their weight because that's like more of a like hobby i feel like you mm-hmm. say athletic but i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't think you really need to mention it just post a picture of what you look like exactly and i think like being very particular about the kind of photos you do show because you know some f- photos are more flattering i hate this word i hate it, it makes me want to throw up but flattering than <laughs> other photos like the right angle yeah like the right angle you know you might be wearing something that makes you look slimmer or something. I don't know. Um, I think like having a variety of body photos is key. Um, cause if you just have the selfies, like they're not going to be able to see your right. body. And I would hate to go on a date with some guy and he think that I'm like in a thinner body. Yeah. And when I get there, he, he discovers that I am not. Well, even that- if he doesn't care, it might just feel awkward to you to worry about it. Like, yeah, not like you specifically, but like, you mm-hmm. know, it's good to post that picture so that nobody has to worry about like exactly it gives you a peace of mind knowing that like that person knows what you look like and they're still interested in you Mm -hmm. and I really feel like nine times out of ten men don't care what you look like as long as you have a connection and um you know they're still attracted to you Mm -hmm. in some way it doesn't necessarily have to be your body even but just anything. Have you had you. any guys like see your body and say anything about it at all? Or has it all been positive? It's all been positive. That's good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. And none of it has felt like fetish E either. Yeah. That was like another question that I got here. Um, 
like what did this oh this person said i always felt sexualized for my curves and then got cheated on because i wasn't skinny enough uh that like hurts my heart to read wow um yeah that really hurts my heart i'm sorry that that happened to you that's terrible i think that that's another thing that like we kind of have to worry about in a larger body because like i said earlier some men just want to have sex with curvier plus size women to say that they have um because it is a kink it is a fetish unfortunately but then at the same time everything is kind of a kinker right <laughs> like there's a lot of things that are like almost anything that's like a preference could be a kink yeah and that's and that's why i think going back to what i was originally saying before i went off topic i think that's why a lot of men are uncomfortable in sharing that they have preferences for plus size women because when they do people are like oh he's such a creep he's got a fetish of fat people and he's like no he just has a preference right <laughs> people have preferences yeah and so sometimes it's hard to decipher mm. what's a what's a preference versus what is a fetish and there was actually a man that i was talking to for a while his original profile said something like looking for a chubby curvy sweet person or something i don't even know how he worded it but i was like that's interesting just because I don't really see that too often, like men actually having a preference for it. Yeah. So when we started talking, I asked him like, what do you love about curvy plus size women? Mm-hmm. And he sent me this like really poetic response and I shared it in, in the swipe fat Facebook group. And all the women were like, red flag, red flag, red flag. Like why, why is he writing poetry about curvy women? And I'm like, there's tons of poetry about everybody type out there. I thought it was like really romantic and sweet, but they thought he had like a kink or a fetish. And I'm like, how do you really tell the difference? Mm. You, you just got to get to know him, I guess. I, yeah. I think that's it is you just have to get to know the person before casting judgment. And also I feel like people who just have it as a kink or fetish are going to try to get sexual. Like that's immediately. what I was going to say too. They, he'd probably be asking you to hook up that right. first time you talk. Like if exactly. it was that much into it. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's the difference is like mm-hmm. how sexual are they getting? How quickly? <laughs> uh, Cause that, that's very telling and not just for it, for plus size relationships, but like any relationship that's very telling of like the direction of, of the relationship. Most of the time, yeah. there's always exceptions, but most of the time I feel like that. Um, two questions about confidence, like how to find confidence as a plus size woman in the dating scene. Do you have any insecurity? I think, yeah, like I shared, I am insecure about like actually getting into a serious relationship and possibly dealing with comments because you know, when you're in a new relationship, it's really important to get the approval of friends and family and people that are really close to your significant other. Like that's a big deal. Right. And so knowing in my own life that there have been people that I've encountered and they immediately write me off because I am plus size. I recognize that like, that's a possibility that could happen, you know? And then at the same time, it's like, they don't call the shots on our relationship. My significant other would, but it's just one of those uncomfortable situations where you don't really know how it's going to play out. So it's I would say that's my biggest insecurity. Cause you've been through it before. Like, yeah. I feel like if you never went through it before, it may not be much of a worry, but you're just like, yeah, you don't want to deal with that again. So yeah, totally get it. Mm-hmm. Maybe also like exercising with the person if they're in good shape if they're, if I'm dating somebody and they have like a dad bod, then I probably would feel less 
insecure. Um, than being with like a thinner person. I mean, I was married to a marathon runner <laughs> for a while. I mean, he started running like the last few years. So, but that, that never was the case with him. Like I never really felt insecure about like it necessarily. It'd be, it'd be more intimidating if they were like weightlifting and they were like super buff. Yeah. Like, all the you know protein that, shakes. Yeah. Cause you know, like their diet is really important to them and like they have to be at the gym every day. Yeah. Like that's just kind of like, you have to work around that. Yeah. I think dating somebody who's like very like body conscious mm-hmm. and like, you know, counts calories is super, super active. Like their whole life revolves around that. I probably wouldn't even put myself in a scenario yeah. like that because I know that would just set me up for something later on. Right. But I think like going on a hike, for example, like I'm out of breath when I go on hikes because the Mm -hmm. elevation's high, you know, I have fat on my body. Like I'm going to be out of breath a little bit. So I think like doing things like that together, like, um, active things like Mm -hmm. that where I'm struggling and they're not. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's another insecurity I would say. But like sexually, I don't think I have any insecurities, which is nice. That's good. It's really good. And um, that brings me to this book. <laughs> That's just been I'm sitting here. So like right after I decided I wanted a divorce and I left, I realized I had a lot of insecurities about my body when it came to sex, really. And not just insecurities, but also like these firm held beliefs that I had by growing up in purity culture which basically is the message of every time you sleep with somebody, you're giving a piece of yourself away. You're never going to get it back. They're going to be haunting you for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Somehow you're going to think about them every day of your life Mm -hmm. or that you are a dirty person. There's a lot of shame tied around purity culture. And as I've shared in previous episodes, a lot of the shame I felt about my body revolved around what I was taught in purity culture. So like (laughs) breaking free of my marriage, I was like, I'm breaking free of the church. I'm breaking free of purity culture. I'm done with this. Like I'm tired of living in shame. And so I went to Barnes and Noble and I was like looking around and I found this book. It's called taking sexy back, how to own your sexuality and create the relationships you want by Alexandra Solomon. But you can't take it back without the receipt. <laughs> but, oh. but you can't take it back when it's a part of you that's been ripped apart from you. <laughs> oh, that got deep. Uh, <laughs> um, I, let me just read this first paragraph back here because I feel like this explains it really well. As women, we're expected to be sexy but not sexual. We're bombarded with conflicting, shame-inducing, and disempowering messages about sex instead of being encouraged to connect with our true sexual selves. Sexy gets reduced to a performance, leaving us with little to no space to reckon with the complexities of sexuality. And that's another thing. Being raised in purity culture, it was always like, men are the sexual ones. Yeah. Women have no desire for sex at all. Don't stump. Don't make them stumble. Yeah. Cover up. Yeah. And then when you're married, it's like, make sure you're giving your husband sex as much as possible. Like, oh. to be honest, it's very actually coercive. Um, for the most part, I'm not saying every Christian marriage is, but the ones that I encountered personally and based off of some of my own experiences, sex can be very coercive and that messes up the way that you view sex in general. Um, so all that to say, 
this book was really good for me to read as I kind of like figured out who I was again. And I highlighted a lot of pages and I sometimes will go back to this book and read it. Um, really, really good. Great read. Highly recommend. Wanted to share that. Um, because a lot of people have asked me like, how have you found confidence in your body and in yourself? And I would say like that book really did it for me. Um, it was really helpful. I also listened to like a lot of podcasts, basically whatever podcast I could find about like, women's sexuality you know because women are sexual beings as well mm-hmm. <gasps> and that's okay Shocker. and it's okay <laughs> to own it too yeah. you know it's like if i own my sexuality which i have very openly on the internet at times um i'll get comments from people being like who do you think you are you're a mother you can't dress that way now it's like just because <laughs> i'm a mother doesn't mean i have lost my sexuality still very much a part Right. Of who I am. Um, Hell yeah. And unless you're like asexual, sexuality is a big, uh, important part of all of our lives. So I don't know why it's something that we like try to run away from mm-hmm. instead of embrace. Because once you embrace it, you live so much more freely. Yeah, definitely. So. Now I'm just thinking of the, the different standards for men and women. And oh, I'm like, I was yeah. thinking of how mm-hmm. music, like how we have like these rappers who can talk about like, you know, being in the club and like seeing all the booty and like, you know, all the hot women. And then the second, like a female artist writes a song about like their sexuality, they get attacked for it. Like my good example is Demi Lovato, like the songs that they've written, people have like fully attacked them for coming out as who they are. And like, it's just, it's so annoying the different standards. Yeah. Yeah like oh not to mention it's also focused around like beauty standards in the sense of women who embrace their femininity are more likely to um be accepted yeah by society and by men and to be honest maybe that's one of the reasons why i've had positive experiences because i am a very feminine person mm-hmm. i enjoy um, makeup. I enjoy doing my hair. Like I enjoy all of those things. If I was a plus size woman in a body and I, um, and I, and I embrace more of like my masculine side yeah. and maybe I like sports more or I just, you know, was more relaxed about what I was wearing or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be, it would be a different experience. That's true. Yeah. It would definitely be a different experience. So I can recognize that because I know for me personally, if I go to the store with no makeup on, nobody's talking to me. like if I go in with just like sweats no makeup like whatever if I go in like this I have like 20 people coming up to me like oh my god I love your makeup I love your hair like I love your outfit I love that and so I think it's like important to recognize that like these beauty standards do exist and they change based off of like how much effort we put into our appearances yeah (laughs) that's very that's a very good point yeah it's really sad but it's true it is true. It's like whatever your eye is drawn to, it's like, okay, I can accept that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. And then, but you know, then men are like, well, we love you without makeup. Oh yeah. And then they're like, like, why do you look so tired? <laughs> are you okay? It's like, yeah. Or, or those videos of those women who have like a lot of makeup on and, and like, I don't like makeup to the point where it like completely alters your appearance. Oh yeah. It changes your skin tone. I and think all of that, that is too much and plus we're just creating unrealistic standards for our children and for the younger generations yeah same with filters so yeah but then these men see women without makeup and they're like oh 
false advertising. Yeah, which is stupid. But um, I have a question for you. So being in the dating world, because I've heard girls talk about this where they're like, I refuse to not wear makeup in front of him until we're like, we're more into the relationship. Like, I won't even fart in front of him. Like all of that stuff. Like what? I, I just don't understand that because you're just being fake basically i don't know like i know some girls are just trying to like they don't want to give it to him all at once but like he should know what you look like without makeup like it shouldn't be that big of a deal anyway i'm laughing at the farting comment because it's like <laughs> maybe when, that's, when maybe is that's the appropriate time to introduce farts but because i was married for 12 years and i never farted in front of him <laughs> why <laughs> like i don't know were you good did your stomach hurt how do you like i would just go to like the bathroom and do it like i don't know <laughs> To, oh, to have the comfort with somebody where you can just completely fart in front of them. I don't think Goals. I farted in front of anyone until Basil, but like, <laughs> really? Yeah. But I, I like, I honestly don't fart that much. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. You're not um, a big farter. Or if I do, it's just very small, but <laughs> it'll just be like, anyway, maybe the farting is different, but like the makeup situation, mm-hmm. like when do you think is the time to show what you look like without makeup? I think, okay. So for the first date, I like to wear very minimal makeup. Okay. Okay. Like foundation, maybe a little blush, mascara, chapstick. Okay. Keep it simple. Yeah. And then eyebrows if they're not done. Um, just because I feel like, I don't know, that it's simple, right? And it's not like altering my appearance yeah. at the same time. They know what they're like, what they're actually looking at. Yeah. At the same time, like I love makeup yeah. and I enjoy putting it on. So I, I don't know. For those first few dates, I just like to be as natural as possible and then like slowly introduce it because like I understand not all men love lipstick. Well, let me just say right now, any man who doesn't like bright colored lipstick is not the man for me. Wait, so you do the reversal <laughs> where happen. you like start off with yes. little makeup and then Because I'm afraid of <laughs> like scaring guys and them being like, why are you have purple lips? <laughs> but honestly, if a guy had a problem with me wearing purple lipstick, I'd be like, well, screw Bye. him. Yeah. Because nothing's going to come between me and my purple lipstick. But like, I? what about no makeup? Is None that- at all? Yeah. Like, let's say you're chilling at home and then one of them wants to FaceTime. You gonna go put on some makeup in the bathroom real quick, or are you gonna just answer the call? No, I'd answer the call. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's that hasn't really happened except for the guy I'm currently talking to. I called him with no makeup on, and I was like, "This is a big deal," because <laughs> that's never happened. I've never done that with anybody. But, well, that's how it should be, though. You should feel comfortable enough to like exactly. Show and that's all when sides. you know it's like it's a good it's a good sign when you I've, feel comfortable. I've to be literally yourself. heard people say like, "Oh, he can't see what I look like without makeup," and I'm like, "So what do you do when you like?" If you, if you like sleep at his house, you just keep your makeup on all night and in the morning you have to go like touch up. But what does this come from? Misogynistic beauty ideals. Because in the 1950s, a lot of well, women, who cares? a lot of women would wait till their husbands fell asleep and then they yeah, would I take know. their makeup off and then they'd wake up like an hour early to wake up, put their makeup on and then lay beside their husband and pretend like they're sleeping so that Cunt. he would wake up and think they just woke up looking like that. What an exhausting life to live. Yeah, no. Like, I feel so bad for our ancestors who yeah, went through no. that crap. Neither one of our grandmas did that because <laughs> I've asked them. <laughs> no, I would never. But it was definitely a thing. And obviously, to this day, we've carried some of those beauty standards over. Because your job was to be the wife. Like, that was your whole role. Mm-hmm. Cook, to clean. be pretty to look at yeah. and to do all the things for the man. And you had to be the best wife. Like, it was kind of like a competition. Uh-huh. It's like... Anyway, that kind of goes with, um, don't worry, darling. They, they do that. Okay. It, like takes place. It doesn't take place in like the fifties, but kind of, 
anyway okay so yeah Sounds you good. see a lot of that issue too but anyway yeah. i don't know i'm just thinking of that like are you if you feel comfortable with them you should be able to show them yourself without makeup and if they don't approve screw them <laughs> eventually they're gonna see you without makeup yeah anyway yeah all it takes is that first sleepover exactly <laughs> you don't want to sleep with that mascara honey no go take that off <laughs> it's okay he will understand you don't want those black flakes yeah in the morning black flakes i literally can't sleep with makeup on i don't know how no do i am i'm so anal about that yeah, no. I, I cannot until i do my skincare routine i cannot go to sleep yeah same um somebody asked maybe too much information but bedroom life is it weird to is it weird trying to share your body with someone new in that way yes it is weird at first um just because it's different right um especially because i was a virgin when i was married so there's that dynamic as well i think maybe if i would have like experimented when i was younger like most people do (laughs) it probably would be a different experience i don't know that's the thing about sex and sexuality it's so complicated there's so many layers it's like it's not a black or white subject it's like there's so much to it there was a point during marriage counseling when our marriage counselor told me that he thinks i should have went to a sex therapist and i'd be curious to know what that experience is like because i've never been through a sex therapist i don't think most people have i bet it's pretty cool yeah I follow a sex therapist on Instagram and it's just really cool to hear like her insight. Yeah. Like she just breaks the stigma on everything. So yeah, I follow a few as well. I actually feel like if I were to become a therapist, I'd want to be a sex therapist. I just find it really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the show sex education? Uh, I I don't think I have. It's like a British show. I love it. So good. Um, this is kind of like the last question I got. Um, how do you handle a guy that doesn't know he's fat phobic? Okay. So fat phobia is another topic that like we could literally do a whole episode just on fat phobia because there's so many avenues of fat phobia and each and every one of us is fat phobic period. We all are because we were raised with these standards, with these ideals that we have had to come to terms with as we grow up. And even if you're somebody who has worked through their insecurity with their body, um, you are still going to find yourself thinking things about your body or saying things about your body that stem from a fat phobic place. Um, so I will probably do a video on fat phobia. I've been wanting to do one on my YouTube channel for a while because I personally have been educating myself more on it. And I'm like so fascinated by by what I'm finding. And I just want to like share that information with all of you. So stay tuned for some of those videos. But as far as like a man being fat phobic, like I said before, we all are. So it's really about learning to be curious about those things instead of judgmental and then working through your thought processes on it. Um, I don't know. I can't really give a specific example, but if you feel like a man is like openly fat phobic, like if he's writing you a message and he's clearly saying something disrespectful block, like, you know what I mean? Or don't go on a date with a, with a guy like that. Again, if he says something about your body on a date, don't, yeah, because how do you know if they're fat phobic, if they don't like say it, like they'd have to make exactly like as long as they're not making comments and like being rude 
and they still find you attractive like mm-hmm. one of the biggest ways you can tell if somebody is like really struggling with fat phobia is how they talk about other people that they see mm. what what people say about other people tells you a lot Very about true. what they believe about not only themselves but also you yeah and if you're with somebody who's like really pessimistic and negative about pretty much everything chances are that's going to be a, a point of contention later on mm-hmm. in the marriage but if you have this is one of those really really tricky subjects too because i also have been asked about how to handle it when your spouse comments on your weight because some women get married in a thinner body and then as life happens and you have babies and time goes on you gain weight naturally bodies fluctuate right it's normal it's gonna happen right but some men have an issue with with the way that these women's bodies have changed so these women message me and they're like what do i do every part of me wants to be like leave him but like listen i understand it's not that easy and also like if that's the only offense he's ever done I don't know. It that's, makes it tricky. That's something he needs to go work on. That, like, exactly. Because the thing is, they're going to guilt trip it, make it feel like it's the woman's fault. Yep. No, and it's not. It's not no, your fault. No, like, she's doing fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with her. Mm-hmm. There's everything wrong with... And maybe, like, he feels bad about it, but, like, he either way, he needs to go to therapy. He needs yep. to be able to, like, figure that out on his own. Yep. And not blame the woman for that. Especially uh-huh. if you had children with her. You can't be like... <gasps> You gave me six kids and you look like that? Yeah. <laughs> it blows my mind. It absolutely <laughs> blows my mind. But, you know, I kind of went through some of that stuff in my own marriage and I get it. It's it's hard because, you know, bodies do fluctuate and bodies do change, but not everyone is accepting and loving of that. But um, that's... Girl, the first time that happens, tread lightly. And put him in his place the first time it happens or them in their place whoever's saying it put them in their place the first time it happens lay those boundaries down don't be afraid to be like we are not having this conversation again Mm -hmm. and if we do this is going to happen Mm -hmm. remember boundaries aren't about having that person listen to your commands boundaries about you're gonna do it no matter what they choose to do you're only responsible for yourself you're not responsible for the actions or um, opinions or yeah, any of that of anybody else, including men. It's not your job to be um, responsible for these men's feelings unless you were the one who like caused them hurt or something. As long as you're not hurting somebody, obviously. But it's not your responsibility for these people to find like therapy and get help on their own. They have to do that themselves. You can encourage that, but ultimately they have to be the ones to put in the effort. And I think as you guys have probably seen with the episodes where we're doing dating profiles, it's very evident which men have like worked on themselves. Maybe they haven't gone to therapy per se, but they have done the healing work. Like they have um, recognized their own traumas and they have worked through some of those things and they realize it's a lifelong process and you're never going to stop. You're going to constantly grow and evolve. So finding men who like believe that overall, I think is really, really helpful and making sure that you find somebody that's not going to be um a total turd sandwich about your weight but sometimes you don't find out these things until years and years later i think like establishing early on and like expressing 
that you do love yourself and that includes your body and that you feel confident in that, um, kind of dismisses any negativity when it comes to not only how they view your body, but how they view their own bodies. Cause that's another topic too, is like men have body insecurities just as much as we do. That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. it's like, um, I feel like a lot of times if men gain weight, like their family will comment on it. Um, Always. And it seems more quote unquote acceptable than commenting on a woman's body, but it's still not right. And it's the same situation. If you're upset that your husband or boyfriend, whatever, gained weight because of getting older and, you know, watching football with the boys. I don't know. But like being a dad, you know, um, it's the same situation. It's not his fault. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're genuinely worried about him, like address that differently than talking about his weight. But like, um, that should be something that you work on, you know, whoever's the one that's having the issue with it. That's, yeah. that's something they need to work on. And people will say like, well, it's out of love. Like, I just want them to be aware of this. And like, I feel They're like it happens aware. a lot and I feel like we don't hear about it uh, as much, but I feel like it's a, probably a big issue in a lot of relationships where like one of them is kind of controlling over the other person's Very. weight. And that's just, I can't even imagine being in a relationship like that, like that. It's not healthy. That's, and that's so sad that like one person feels like it's their only way to be accepted. Yeah. It should not be like that. But that's, you can tell people who are critical of other people's bodies are extremely critical of themselves. Yeah. It's like the saying hurt people hurt people. Right. Like it's very evident and very clear that Mm -hmm. people who are going to comment on that part of your life and that part of your looks are struggling with it personally, or they have not worked through some of their own biases and um, fat phobia that they've learned from their parents or peers or whoever. So yeah, I feel like that sums it up really well. You're not responsible for anyone but yourself. And, uh, and it's not your problem. It's mm-mm. theirs. It's not your problem. If a man has a problem with your body, There are ways to address, like, if there's been significant weight gain or something and it's, like, altering the person's life. Right. That's that's a little different. Like, you can tell they're depressed and, like, you're just worried about them that way. That's different. But still, I... I still want to go up to the person and be like, listen, you've gained a lot of weight. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Don't address it like that. No. It needs to be something that that's going to cause the person to want to do it because they love themselves. Like they want to change their body or they want to get healthier because they have a genuine love for themselves because criticizing ourselves doesn't actually work. So if you have additional questions, you can leave them down below. We can answer them. And actually, this is a good week to ask us questions because next week we're going to do like a frequently asked questions video or like ask us anything type of video. Ooh, any, so any questions you have for nothing's Kylie? Nothing's off limits. Nothing's <laughs> off limits. Except maybe details about my sex life. But everything <laughs> else everything else is totally open. Um, <laughs> so if you have a question for Kylie or me or for both of us, leave them down below. We'll make sure to answer them Heck yeah. next week. Woo! Woo! Exciting. We hope that you enjoyed this video. Um, uh, anytime I can talk about, you know, and podcast. Yeah, and podcast. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I always just assume people are like watching and not actually listening, but that's not true. There's people. I don't just like to watch to podcasts. I, I listen to them. Yeah, um, I don't like to sit there and be like, no. I'm <laughs> when I'm listening to podcasts, I'm running around the house. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> continue. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say after Sorry. that. You just interrupted um, my train of thought. Something about the topic. I don't know. I don't know. Ah. 
We appreciate you being here. If you enjoy this podcast and you enjoy tuning in every Friday to us, leave us a review. Five stars. We would love to uh, read them. I still can't figure out how to read them. (laughs) They're there. We have five star reviews and I can't read them. (laughs) On what? On Apple iTunes. Oh, I've never used Apple Podcasts or whatever. It's yeah, called. I don't know how I'm to. I don't know how to like check the, the start the reviews, but they're there for everybody else to read, I guess. So, thanks. <laughs> Hopefully, they're good. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for being here, and we hope you have a fantastic weekend. Mm-hmm. Let us know if you've decorated for Halloween yet, because Kylie over here is. Her house is decked out. There's not enough, though. But I'm trying to just convince myself it will build up over the years. Don't go too crazy. So eventually I want to be able to decorate every room in my house for Halloween. That's how I feel about Christmas. I Like, I will have a tree in every room of the house. And I have That's before. Cool. Yeah. And, like, the most trees I've ever had is, like, five trees. <laughs> Got a whole forest. It's great. <laughs> oh yeah i do have like a forest like in the living room we'll do like three trees or whatever <laughs> yeah that's something i gotta figure out i have like three christmas bins but who are they, who do they go to when you get divorced you have to separate a lot of things my biggest questions are who gets the christmas stuff and who's gonna sponsor our compassion child <laughs> <laughs> wait did we get that figured out no oh, i was so the child just it. waiting like I mean, we've been paying, we pay every month Oh, okay. for the child still, but <laughs> she's only seven. We still so have, she's not just like, guys, what happened? No, where is we it? haven't left her out in the, the dust. cold dust. I don't know. It's not cold there. It's warm there, yeah, but no. we haven't left her, but it's like, that's something they don't teach you about divorce. If, I think you need, to- if you're sponsoring a child in another country, who pays for the child? Do you split it every month? Who was more into the Christmas decorations? Me. Did you get them all? Buy them all? He has all of them. They're all in yeah, his Yeah, but house. did you buy them all? Yes. Then they're yours. Period. Are they? Yeah, and I would say, hey, I'm on my way to pick up my Christmas decorations. I don't have room for them. <laughs> <laughs> but what would you do with the, with the child? Well, that's something that that's, you got to figure nobody's out. Nobody's ever, like, talked about it. Flip what a do coin? Do? I don't know. Ask, do you want to take care of this child or me? I'm going to be a single mom to three kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching. Yeah, thank or listening. you. All right. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>